And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Oh, I've been waiting for this one. Expository Thursday as we work together to know the letter better. Into the narrative of the book of Acts, we travel to understand the things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, and this is the coolest thing, and many people miss it, Cornelius stared at the angel that spoke to him in terror. Have you seen the pictures of angels that mankind has created? Have you seen the images of Jesus? Wowzer, Jesus looks like he couldn't bench press 50 pounds, which would be highly abnormal for a carpenter. And the angels looked like they were birthed in a Monty Python movie made for children. What's the deal? The deal is that people's images of God and his soldiers are vastly distorted from anything remotely close to the truth. Look at Jesus in Revelation. Look at him in chapter 1 and compare that to the paintings of Jesus. Think of this powerful soldier cowering before the angel. Wow. Next, have not gone unnoticed. The angel has a message for Cornelius. He was a soldier, so it would not have been too tricky for the angel to read his mail and tell him how he messed everything up. But the same is true for you and me. God can at any time read our mail to us, and the postage would prove to be overdue. But that is not what God is looking for, and that is not what God what catches God's eyes or the authorities in heaven. Instead, it is Cornelius's prayers and his actions that make the heavenly headlines. And finally, the next day and at the same time, <laughs> the messengers are arriving at the same time that Peter is having his visions. A coincidence or a divine appointment? What do you think? And that happens so often that we tend to take them for granted. For each is a miracle of God's timing. So as his believers and as his children, let's say that. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Those are good ideas. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Hold on, let me make sure this works. Yeah, it's working. All right, David at he must increase dot org. You can text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us during the show, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. But I'm telling you right now, when you make that call, oh, 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 oh something cool happens because you'll be talking to Dynamite D. Hello! 
lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Now, I'm talking to Dynamite D, and I don't know why I came up with this. It probably has to do with the summer camp one that I already used, but I thought about this. Talking to Dynamite D is like getting up for the first time on water skis. Have you ever done that? Have you ever water skied? I haven't, but I wanted to. Oh, and so that see so those the first one or two times that people often water ski, they hold on to the rope and then they come out of the skis and then their face drags along. <laughs> it takes a little Sounds then, scary. Yeah, you gotta lean back a little just to get it. But the first time you get up, it's like, wow. So that's what it's like when people talk to dynamite too. See? So that's kind of nice. That's where we're going with that. Here is the bottom line. Maybe you've got uh, something that you want to share. Maybe you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. It's not a kvetch fest. We've made that pretty clear. We're Hebrews 3.25, Hebrews 10.25, operating to encourage one another as we see the day of the return of Jesus Christ getting closer and closer. And that doesn't take a surgeon or it doesn't take a professor to figure out that's happening like right in front of our face. And so as that's taking place, we want to encourage each other. Why? Because many people will get so overwhelmed, they might either want to abandon the faith or quiet their faith. Well, it's not the way to do it. Nobody else has the words of eternal life except for Jesus. And our idea and our job and our position is to encourage and strengthen one another and make the proclamation and occupy until he comes. So maybe you've got a prayer request. Maybe you've got a praise report. Maybe you've got something you want to share. Maybe you actually do have a really good recipe. You might. I don't know. I'm okay with that. I like stuff like that. Uh, also, you might have an answer to trivia. Here we go on the trivia question. How many loaves and how many fishes did Jesus use to feed the 5,000? Yeah, you guys should know that one. How many loaves, how many fishes? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as send an email to david at he must increase.org. We'll do our DNA right now. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. He sings it. You have to love it. Right, you have to spend time with the Lord. It doesn't have to be the perfect time. It doesn't have to be the same. It can be the same time. It can be the can be all those. It just doesn't have to be. Just spend some time with the Lord. Just at some point, this is exactly how I want to say it. I hope I say it like this all the time. At some point, shut everything else down and just talk to the Lord. Spend time with him in his word, okay? That's the D, our our DNA. N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. Doesn't matter what the world says. Doesn't matter what the press says. Doesn't matter what the internet says. Doesn't matter what your family says. Doesn't matter what your brother says. Doesn't matter what your, your sister says. Does not matter. It only matters what Jesus said. Because when you stand before God, God's not gonna go, what about all those other people, what they thought? Nobody's, no, that's not getting asked to anybody. What did you do with the words? What did you do with the truth? That's the the D, the N, and here's the A. Always be ready. To serve. To serve, which takes us out of the self-centered, everything's about us, and moves us into, hey, let's do this partnership thing with God for real and just be used by him whenever he wants. Maybe God will do nothing through you on that day except spend time with you. Maybe you'll say one encouraging word to one person who will say one encouraging word to another person who will say another encouraging word to another person, and 20 years later, that person leads 10,000 people to Christ. You don't know, right? I don't know. You don't know. Cool. Let's just do 
our vessel, uh, our readiness before the Lord, and be vessels for his glory. Okay? That's that. Going back now, because I can say, see the way it's going, uh, I'm going to have to run a little long on this one, and I'm not even sure we'll get the teaching rolling, which is really funny. Uh, the question, how many loaves and how many fishes? Okay? So how much bread and how much meat? really what it's coming down to. Did Jesus use to feed the 5,000? Remember, it's 5,000 men besides women and children. So some estimates are it could be like 10,000 people, 12,000 people, 18,000 people. I don't know. You know, it's hard to it's hard to nail that down. It's like sure, whatever whatever sounds good. That that sounds good to me. Uh, bottom line to this process is we want you to participate, and we want the Lord to bless you, and that's a big a big part of everything we're doing. So that trivia question, if you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. I can say it a little slower. <laughs> I can say it faster. I know you guys know that, but I'll say it slower just to help. Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. Now that's if you want to call two one four two one zero eight four eight three. If you want to text, and then David at he must increase dot org. That would be the email. Okay, so we got that going, and we got that going. Couple things I do need to tell you: a little bit of house cleaning work <laughs> we have to do. Uh, uh, amazing Jennifer had to send me an email today and remind me because my brain kind of operates a little slower. And that is because we are connected to MSU and because, and by the way, if you got the tickets, if you got the tickets from Don or something, uh, let us know or respond to him because you have to accept the tickets that he sent via the phone. So if you won those tickets, let him know that you received them. That's the only way the process works. You have to acknowledge it. Uh, but anyway, so we've got some games that are coming up. That won't be a real problem for us. But because the basketball season's coming in, there are going to be some preempt games in December. So be aware of that. So the November schedule will be Thanksgiving and Friday. Uh, SMU, right? Did I say the wrong thing? Did I say I the say wrong M- thing? Uh, I, think I said this. MSU. I, I think. Said... No biggie. <laughs> really? Did I say that? Something like that. <laughs> I'm not even going to comment. All I, all I want is Michigan to beat Ohio State. I don't care what anybody says. All right. So, anyhow, just tell Also, I will be up for talking sports. <laughs> don't, don't start going down that road. Okay. So, anyway. Going back to SMU, for the SMU basketball and football, uh, there will be, don't forget, schedule changing. So we'll have some preempted taking place in December. And then don't forget, you got Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and stuff like that. All right. Okay. I got that. I got that. I did that correctly. I did that wrong. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I cannot start this in this one spot. I can't do it. I can't do it, and I'll tell you why I can't do it. I'm going to stall it out, and I'll tell you why. Because this thing right now that I'm going to talk about is so – I think it is so profound and so untaught that it, it actually it, – it, it doesn't drive me bonkers, but it just drives me bonkers. It's just hard to explain to you. So I'm going to actually stall it out. We're going to take our break. Yes, I'm doing this on purpose. You're just going to have to deal with it because it's so – important. I cannot be rushed when I do this other part. So the answer to the trivia, so we got to answer the trivia. We didn't have anybody calling for the trivia, right? All right, so the answer to the trivia, how many loaves and how many fishes? Five loaves and two fishes, right? 
So I guess you could look at that. Uh, some people said that's a, and I know I've heard them preach, that's a kid's uh, nap lunch or something like that. If that if that's a lunch for a kid, that kid weighs 800 pounds. So that's wrong. But it's not enough to feed 5,000 people. That's the point. So let's just stick with what it says. Let's not make it something different. Okay, uh, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hey there, it's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. This is really cool. Still in Hebrews, but this is towards the end, and I'm kind of pushing through into uh, chapter 8. It says this, uh, Jesus did this once for all when he offered himself, for the law appoints as high priests men who are weak, but the promise of the oath, which came after the law, appoints a son who's been perfected forever. Now, the main point of what is being said is this. We have this kind of high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heavens, a minister of the sanctuary, and the true tabernacle that was set up by the Lord and not men. Two really cool, quick points. Number one, the 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 priesthood for mankind based on the earth has weakness in it. Jesus doesn't have weakness. He's perfect. I would rather have somebody who is perfect in everything he does praying for me than somebody who's loaded with weakness. It's not that I don't want people with weakness praying for me. I just would have, if I'm given a preference, I'd rather have the full meal and not bits and pieces. Okay, that's number one. And then number two is this. <laughs> this is the best one. The high priest, and you got to think about this. Jesus prays for you. Jesus intercedes for you, so to speak. He petitions for you is really what we would say. When the high priest on earth petitions for you, where is he? He's in the sanctuary, right? A copy of the things that are made that represent what's actually in heaven. When Jesus intercedes for you, where is he? He's actually in heaven at the right hand of the Father, making that intercession for you in the actual temple, not a copy of the temple, actually next to God the Father, not symbolically next to God the Father. So when Jesus intercedes for you, he's right next door. That's the kind of high priest that is powerful. You think he's got the father's ear, so to speak? I say yes. The answer is yes. The David Spoon Experience.
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I'm not supposed to be having this much fun because it's supposed to be some form of work. All right. Uh, Here's your trivia question. Now, you already know the back. I'm going to kind of mod. I'm kind of modify this question on which day of creation were the land animals created okay on which day of creation were the land animals created okay genesis chapter one obviously you want to start with verse 24 if you're trying to figure it out which day uh, were the land animals created? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email to david at org. Even though Joanne and Cordelia guessed, they guessed correctly, so that's good. Al coming in, Eric coming in, everybody coming in now, coming in now, coming in now. That's a good thing. Uh, In the meantime, I have a couple of humorous moments to share with you. Three very uh, semi-humorous jokes. Let's see. The last one uh, is... Yeah, yeah, we'll just go with it. Ready? You got your hand on the buzzer? You ready for these? Okay. All right. Ready? All right. Uh, For this is for people who enjoy driving fast. Okay? Do you enjoy driving fast from time to time? Don't lie. Do you enjoy driving fit? Okay. All right. There are hymns associated with how fast you're going. Get it? Okay. All right. Here's a few hymns. 45 miles an hour. God will take care of you. 55 miles an hour. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah. 65 miles an hour. Nearer, my God, to thee. 75 miles an hour. Nearer, still nearer to thee. 85 miles an hour. This world is not my home. 95 miles an hour. Lord, I'm coming home. And 100 miles an hour. Precious memories. You're killing me, Smalls. (laughs) That's actually pretty good, huh? Not too shabby. All right. A man walks into a restaurant and says, how do you prepare your chickens? The cook says, nothing special. We just tell them they're going to (gasps) die. Uh, it's pretty funny, actually. And then we'll close it with this one. When little Margaret returned to children's church, she asked her father when their new baby would start talking. He told her it probably wouldn't be for two years since little babies don't talk. But they did in the Bible, said Margaret. The teacher told us this morning that Job cursed the day he was born. Okay. All right. There you go. We do what we can here, folks. It's not like you're paying for top entertainment, right? So you didn't pay $50 for the ticket to get in, right? So there you go. On which day of creation were the land animals created? If you think you know the answer, uh, where's my piece of paper? If you think you know the answer, uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-843 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I can't wait to teach. This is just such a cool thing. All right. Let me read this text. I just want you to get the fullness of this. Okay? All right. This is, we're picking it up in uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 3. One afternoon, about 3 o'clock. 
This is referring to Cornelius. He had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. Verse 4. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. And the angel replied, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have not gone unnoticed by God. So let's pick it up on a couple things I didn't talk about before. Cornelius, by the way, Cornelius was probably named after Cornelius Sully, who about 100 years earlier had liberated like 10,000 slaves. Possible. Very popular name at that time. That's uh, possible. Uh, He's uh, one that feared God. That's a term that is often used for somebody who's like, a partial Jewish proselyte who believed in monotheism, believed that there was one God, one true God, and we already kind of covered that. Here's what, And then the whole thing was happening about 3 p.m., the ninth hour. Here's the thing that people miss. So the dude is praying. Yes, I called him a dude. Relax. He's praying, and he sees a vision. He sees a vision of an angel coming towards him. When he sees this, Cornelius, says the angel, verse 4, Cornelius stared at him in terror. Now, if you will look at the Sistine Chapel, you will see that angels look like little babies with faces on them with some kind of contortive whatever look, and everything's got flowers around it. It's like Monty Python-ish from like the beginning of Monty Python or something. This guy was a soldier. He was used to warfare. He was a powerful guy. He wasn't the most powerful guy. He was a powerful guy. He's got at least 100 people under him. He sees a vision, and he's shaking in his boots. <laughs> this, is what, this is what people miss. This angel didn't come off going, Hi, I'm here just to talk about... This was like, Cornelius. And the guy was going, What? And how does he respond? And I want you to get this image because it says Cornelius stared at him in terror. How serious must that have been? And then notice what he says. What is it, sir? (laughs) Got to know if his voice cracked right about there. (laughs) What is it, sir? In other words, this idea that we have that God himself is some kind of fluffy whatever. And this is the same thing they do with Jesus. You know, people get upset because they show Jesus as a uh, Eastern type uh, visage when they do these paintings of Jesus, like he's somebody from Europe. Okay, well, that's wrong. And then they sit there and they try and say, well, he must have been fully black because uh, the soil in there was dark. That's wrong. He was an Israelite. Do you ever see somebody from Israel? That's what Jesus looked like. And instead of thinking that Jesus was 50 pounds total or 100 pounds total and a bad wind could knock him over, How about we get into the reality check that Jesus was a carpenter's son and was in the business until he was 30? So let's see. If he went into business, so back then they didn't go into business when they were 18. They didn't have high school the way we have high school. But he was a, became a man when he was 13. He was at least 17 years a carpenter. How many carpenters do you know have been a carpenter for 17 years and can't lift up a barbell? I mean, it's like they show you. They show you. It's like he's in a, a a tie-dye shirt with a peace sign on him and a flower, wearing sandals, walking around, and it's like if somebody bumped him, he'd be like, "Oh, I fell over." I mean, just, with pretty hands. With pretty hands. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's exactly right. It's like they don't even think. He's got calluses on his head. This is a guy that labored. Oh, Jesus. It's like, you stop that. And when they think, that's the picture of Jesus. Then the picture of the angels. Like, they're all this fluffy. I got a message for you. It doesn't work. Demons are all ugly. Angels are all beautiful. Oh, I know that in our society, that's how we've put it together. But there are angels throughout the Bible, one standing on the land and on the sea about to slice open a city. I'm going to go with it's pretty awe-inspiring. And instead of thinking of this as some kind of weakness, we need to get a handle on that this is a bad attempt on mankind to distort the reality of the truth. In fact, I just want to give you this picture on Jesus to let you know it's the last picture on Jesus. Just go to Revelation chapter 1 and see the guy that they show who's Jesus. With the, the face of a son. Feet. Bronze. Eyes. Of, and just think of all these different things they show Jesus in Revelation 1. That's the Savior. It's not some milk toast guy. Oh, well, that's very sexist. Too bad. Go, go to the bank, take out a loan, and buy a clue. Are you kidding? This is ridiculous. And then angels, oh, they're all fluffy. Sure they are. That's why they have various gear. That's why they have swords. That's why there's fighting. That's why it's warfare. That's why there's attacks. I mean, come on. And it's like, we've got to get this out of our minds. We've got to get, this is a actual war. And again, Noel and I were talking about this this morning. If peeled back for a moment, if peeled back for a moment, and you saw all the angels and all the demons, wherever you were, you'd be freaking out. So would I. And here's a soldier, looks at him and goes, whoa. That's what I want you to get, that there's an awe and a respect for not just God, but the soldiers of God and the community of God and the things of God and the authorities of God and the powers of God. Jesus could best bench press 50 pounds, thank you. He probably could bench press 250 pounds, to be really honest, but that's a whole separate issue on a different time. Uh, yeah, I really want to just teach that forever. It's like... I don't know what the deal is on that other stuff, but okay. Uh, on which day of creation were the land animals created? The same day that man was the sixth day. That'd be Genesis chapter 1, verse 24 through verse 31. Verse 24 through 31. Take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Anyway, that's not even the story. Let me tell you the story. Because it's so big, I cut the first third yesterday. And uh, that's the front of the house. And the back two-thirds I'll do today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever that is. But it looks really good. All right? That's, so that's cool. Anyhow, there's uh, – so I'm cleaning it all up, and I've got the little electric weed eater and the little blower. <laughs> They're working. It's works great. Everything's working great. And I have a stick. Now, this stick was there when we moved into the house, and it was a stick that went with a broken rake. And I don't know why uh, my wife and I have kept it in the garage for like 17 months. 
but I thought, this is ridiculous. I got to get rid of this stick. So I looked at the stick, and I thought, I could high karate this because it wouldn't fit in the trash can, right? A little too long. You put it in the trash can, even on an angle, the trash can's sitting up about four inches, and you know it was windy yesterday. So if I did that, to catch the wind, and you know, so I thought, nah, I can high karate this. I'm strong enough. And then I thought, this is the kind of thing where pride really gets in the way. I got to be careful. So I did what any other guy would do. I took my two trash cans. I put the stick in between the two trash cans. I took a saw and I cut the saw half. I used the saw and cut the stick halfway through. So now I'm going to high karate this bad boy and feel good about it. Yeah, no pride here, right? How long do I got? Like a minute? Two minutes? Perfect. Two minutes. Watch this. So I cut it perfectly in half. I get my arm, my forearm, my elbow, and I go, hi-yah! And I high karate that bad boy. One part of the two-part sticks, okay, which is like kind of like a broom handle, hits the top of the trash can where it was sitting, kind of bounced on it, came up, and hit me right in the forehead. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> I was really feeling pride right up until it hit me in the head. And then I realized, one, I couldn't have done it without the saw. And two, even with the saw, apparently I couldn't have done it <laughs> because the stick hit me back. I don't think that was very nice of it. And I will say it did end up in the trash and it went bye-bye. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Shout out to Steve, who uh, sent me Isaiah 53.2, which is a really important portion, talks about Jesus, that he had no beauty that we should be attracted to him. Well, then they should stop trying to make him look that way. <laughs> That'd be like my smile. So good job on that one, Steve. Great, great backup on that portion there. That's really important. So he wasn't like, he does not like he was like, oh, he's so handsome. Let's all go. It's like, that's not how that was. All right, here's your uh, trivia question. Where am I? Here's your trivia question. In now look, this is the New Testament, and you guys, I'm hoping you'll get this. In what book of the Bible do you find the following? For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. With the voice of the archangel. What book in the New Testament? It's not Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, or Acts. How about this? That'll help you, right? So now you can just go Romans, Romans, and then right. So if you look at the Bible, Romans, to the right. You know, that's how you got to think. In what book of the Bible do you find the following? For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the Archangel, that is the question. If you think you know the answer, let me find the phone number. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at org. We also here send you to the website. 
Uh, oh, one thing I do want to say before we send them to the website. Got to have patience on our podcasts because I'm switching everything over. We will eventually be getting – HipCast is going bye-bye, but we will still be using Captivate. So there won't be any change going on there, but I'm just telling you ahead of time. Plus, on the website, it's an opportunity to give. Uh, the more giving, the less opportunity I have to have to take on another job. Give, give, give. Anyway, please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org And what's up, Doc? Classic. <laughs> Do you know, I know you guys do things, but every once in a while when I listen to that, I go, oh, yeah, I have a doctorate. <laughs> I know that sounds so insane, but if you if you lived my life, you'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's that thing. Uh, I know that sounds goofy, but, well, I have a dog named Bert. I mean, what do you want, right? I mean, there's not a lot that's going to come from there. I want to say that Joanne and Cordelia, nice recovery, ladies. <laughs> That's my, because the first guess was wrong. So nice recovery is what I'm going to say. Here's the question. And then uh, we're going to go into history after this. And what book of the Bible do you find the following? For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel. What book in the Bible, if you think you know? Uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214210. 8483 or send an email, David, at org. It is now that we will go into history. Let's go, let's go. Nice job, Ginny, coming up right behind that. Uh, Joanne and Cordelia, very good. Okay, today is, uh, this is, there's a couple of things, okay? It's a housewife's day, and I will say this, and we'll say this to anybody, anywhere, anytime, that that anybody who's working in a home and is helping coordinate the kids and doing everything along those lines, I think, works harder than the other people. I don't care what anybody says. I just think it's the hardest job there is to do. I have a hard time raising dogs, let alone raising children. And dogs, after they really irritate you, you can put them outside and close the door and say, I'll talk to you in a while. You can't do that to kids the same way. Just pointing out. Today is, though, on the good side of things, sandwich day. Do you like sandwiches? Yum. Yum, right? Have any particular sandwiches you like? I mean, do you like do you like all sandwiches? I'm a deli guy, so what do you got? I got one for you. Okay. Chopped beef sandwich. What's a chopped beef sandwich? What is that? Is it just like chopped beef? Chopped like- beef. I want, I want to say brisket. Oh, you're, brisket. you're, now, you're now you're talking. My, you're talking me. I love it. All right. that's So it's National Sandwich Day, and everybody now who's hungry, uh, you can just absolutely blame Dynamite D. I don't see why you do anything else. Today is Cliché Day, so you're looking for cliches. There's the better safe than sorry, better late than never, haste makes waste, nothing ventured, nothing gained, cat got your tongue, you get what you pay for in the nick of time, Uh, my how time flies, as old as the hills, don't cry over spilt milk, that's the way the cookie crumbles. 
or my famous and most during one, uh, the last time that happened is when I fell off my dinosaur. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. Come on. That's a good one. Uh, nice, uh, nice job, Eric, coming in behind on a recovery. 1913, the an income tax is first introduced to the United States of America. 1913, and the next day, both the government and all the people become instant liars. Okay, uh, <laughs> see if you got that one. 1954, you guys might not appreciate this. Abraham, I'm with you on that one. Actually, Abraham, uh, New Yorker. Uh, here's the, the classic, and I watched these when I was young. The first Godzilla movie was released in Japan in 1954. If you guys don't remember, I, I can't help you. And then uh, 1993, listen to this one. Polly Wants Justice. A parrot knew who the murderer was, but would anybody listen? Jane Gill is murdered in her mansion. Gary Rasp, her business partner and beneficiary of a large life insurance policy, is later arrested. However, the murder victim's African gray parrot kept repeating, Richard, no, 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 which led investigators to Richard Mattoon, a friend of the victim. However, the parrot's testimony was not allowed in court, and Rasp was eventually convicted. Isn't that a weird story? It's like, wow, bizarro. Okay. All right. But anything else? We've got uh, oh, somebody on the line? Okay. All right. So I want to uh, rock and roll into our teaching, so that's where we're going to go. Uh, pastrami sandwich. Oh, see, now I'm really having a hard time. Uh, what book of the Bible do you find the following? For the Lord himself to descend from heaven with shout and the voice of an archangel. Let's pick this back up right in the necessary spot. Okay, uh, here's what it says. And the angel replied. So now the angel has something back to say to this, to this centurion. Your prayers and gifts to the poor have not gone unnoticed by God. So I just want you to, it's not huge theology, so I'm not trying to tell you anything like that. Here is what I am trying to say. This is straightforward. If God at any point wants to confront you and I about our past or about our failures, I don't, I don't believe anybody who is listening to my voice would, would argue, I mean, it, it's not impossible for the Lord to read our mail, so to speak. In other words, if there was something the Lord wanted to confront us with, something the Lord wanted to you know, point out and observation-wise maybe we're doing wrong, wouldn't be that difficult to do. But that's not what the angel does. That's not what the angel declares. That's not the message that comes from God. And remember, the angel is a messenger from God. And here's the message. Your prayers and gifts to the poor have not gone unnoticed by God. Now, you may be sitting there and say, well, it should say Bible reading in there, but of course the New Testament was put together at that point, but, uh, and I'm sure he knew much of the old, much more than you think. But communion has to do with praying, and communion is what Abraham did, and there was no word of God to put together, yet he was a friend of God. So prayer is straightforward, a big thing that God pays attention to. And when we don't pray, he pays attention to that too. And he says, your prayers and the gifts to the poor I mean, just like he's telling you, this is what God notices. Now, I I pray more than I do gifts to the poor. Okay, I'm not I'm not gonna lie about that. I mean, I I should do a better job of giving. We actually did a better job of giving in 2020. 
one that we've done in 2022, which which does bother me a little bit. But that's what God noticed, the prayers and the giving. And if you want to get, and I do want to do this, get past that it's got to be 10%, it's got to be this amount, it's got to be this amount. It's the action and the attitude that's being noticed. It's the widow woman principle, okay? Remember that old story? It's an old story. It's not true. Just relax. But it's a great story to illustrate truth, and that is all the preachers get to, you know, they're going through the gate, and Peter's taking them around in a golf cart, and, oh, look at this home. Oh, very nice home. Look at this home. Oh, it's got a pool. Very nice home. And they look over, and then on this hill way far away is this enormous mansion, and they're like, well, who is that? And and Peter says, that's the widow woman's house. <gasps> yeah, there you go. Okay, because she gave everything. Ah, ah, see? See those things? And God notices that. And that's what I think that we kind of fail in. And that is we don't pay attention that God pays attention. And, and I'm telling you this, and it's not just for this ministry. And I, I, In fact, from this second on, don't give it to this ministry. But when you're in church and you're giving, don't give. Or when you're giving to a cause or a purpose, don't give uh, because of stinginess or because it's required. Give because your heart moves upon you to give because you know that it pleases the Lord. That's why you give. That's. Why you give, okay? And God notices, all right? So he says this in verse 5. Now send some men down to Joppa to find a man named Simon Peter. He's staying with Simon, a leather worker who lives near the shore. Ask him to come and visit you. And as soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier, one of his personal attendants, and told them what had happened and sent them to Yapa. A couple things I love to say on this. He's, I mean, he, this, he has this experience. You know what he does? He tells people. <laughs> Did you have an experience with that? Tell people. Some people will go, you're a bonker case. Other people will go, awesome. Right? Some people will love you that you shared it. Cool. Do that. And so he's like, okay, here's the deal, Cornelius. You're going to find Peter, Simon Peter. He's staying with this other guy named Simon. Good thing that wasn't slightly confusing. And uh, and you're going to get that guy, and uh, you're going to reach out to that guy and ask him to come and visit you. Not a lot to go on. He doesn't know the gospel's forthcoming into your home. God is going to change how he's going to do it. God doesn't always tell us what he's about to do. He just tells us what to do. I think he, he might have been more attentive. I don't know. If, if he had known you're about to change the course of, of, of the relationship between God and Gentiles all over the universe, I don't know if he'd respond different, but God didn't tell him. He said, go get this guy. He's got something to say. What did he do? He did it. He told other people about it and went, went about his business. All right? Okay. Uh, in regards to the trivia question, we will answer the trivia question, right? The trivia question, do you know the, you know the answer by the chance of the trivia question? Tough I don't think I do. All right. What book of the Bible do we find the following? For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven and shout with the voice of the archangel. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 and 17 would be the answer. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. The David Spoon Experience. So in this position, I have the opportunity to interview people and have so for the last five years from all across the range of Christianity, uh, from, from authors and from actors and musicians. We are about to have an opportunity we've never had on this show. We actually have Lee Strobel on the phone with us. It was 19 years ago, I believe, this September 1st, where his book came out, The Case for Christ. If you're Jewish like I am and then became a Christian, that was when you went, oy vey. This book was a life changer for many, and now it's a movie. Lee, are you there on the phone with us? I am, David. How you doing, my friend? I am doing fantastic. Thrilled to have you on the show. It's Thank my you. privilege. I'm just, I just we got to start. I know they give you a list of questions just so you can know, Lee. I never use them. So, uh, Good for you. <laughs> it's like, come on. I want to tell you, we're brothers yeah, here absolutely. in the Lord. Talk to me. First of all, you wrote this book, The Case for Christ. Let's first talk about the writing of the book, and then we'll talk about that connection to the movie. Why did you write this book? Well, I didn't start out to to do that. I mean, um, I was an atheist. My wife became a Christian. So in order to try to rescue her from this Christian cult, I uh, decided to use my journalism training and legal training and uh, disprove Christianity to um, show that the resurrection never really happened. Uh, of course, I ended up coming to the opposite conclusion and ended up coming to faith. But I, I, I did this investigation for my own edification, for my own education, not because I wanted to write a book. And then it was actually later my wife said to me, hey, you ought to write a book about that. I said, really? And she said, sure. So uh, that's how the book came about. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, our last trivia question and i'm going to start it off but i also have a really good hint for those who are like oh oh here's your trivia question jesus said it was proper to pay tax or tribute or money to what man okay and before you give that answer the answer is also connected to a less expensive pizza chain ah 
on. That is the greatest hint you've ever is that, given. Is that a good one? I mean, come on. All right. 972-445-0770. Actually, I could technically say that it originated in Detroit. Okay. And that I know. Oh, see, see. Uh, also, you can uh, text us, 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, david at he must org. Yeah, that, that I knew that was going <laughs> to. It didn't matter where we were going. As soon as I gave that hint, you just got the impression. Guess where this is going to go? All right, let's let's uh, let's have somebody. They're ready to answer the question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? <laughs> Oh, this is Bobby again. Hi, Bobby. How are you? I'm doing great. Got some nice weather today. Yeah. Nice and cool. <laughs> nice and cool today. That's right. All right. Uh, I think I know the answer. Okay. Did you, did you? I'll ask the question. I'll give the hint again, and then you can you can answer it. Okay. Jesus said it was proper to pay tax to what man? The answer is also the name of a very inexpensive pizza chain. What man was that? I think he said, render to Caesar what is Caesar's. That is correct! <laughs> little Caesar! That's right! That's what we'll call him, Little Caesar. Name little Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent job, my brother. That's good work. That's what we wanted. Right. So great way to God nail bless that. You. you keep it up. All right. Thank you, bro. God bless. All right. <laughs> Come on, that was good. Now, here's a trivia question. So, Little Caesars came out of Detroit. And back, by the way, just so you can know, back when Little Caesars started, it wasn't anything like it is. I mean, the original Little Caesars was lights out great. Of course. Of course. Do you know what other pizza place started in Detroit? Take a guess. Domino's? Yes, that is correct. (laughs) Cars and pizza, people. Uh, but still, <laughs> I'm from Detroit. I can say anything I want about Detroit. Still, the last one who leaves, please turn the lights out. All right, so uh, great job on that one right there. Let's uh, key in on this one little last section because it is really important, and I think to some degree, and certainly in my own life, we have really brought this down to a lower level. So let's just look at Acts chapter 10. Uh, I'll pick it up uh, from verse 7. Uh, as soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and uh, t- servants and a devout soldier, one of his personal attendants, and told them what happened and then sent them to Yapa. Okay? So what's really important is for everybody to grasp that the angel come and says, comes uh, and, and meets Cornelius and says, hey, here's what I need you to do. I need you to go, send men down to Yapa. I want you to send people down there, and, and then you're going to send them down there, and you're going to ask him to come and visit you. Okay? Did you get that? So that's what the angel told him. Now. Cornelius does that, okay, and sent them off to Yapa. Great. Verse 9 in Acts chapter 10. The next day, as as Cornelius' messengers were nearing the city, Peter went up to the flat roof to pray. It was about noon, and he was hungry. But while lunch was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down in its four corners. So I'm going to stop right there because what I want to focus on 
is the practicality of Scripture. So Scripture has multiple applications. It has a content application, very important. The most important application of Scripture is content. Okay, what's before and what's after in this story. It also has uh, an observational, uh, analytical approach. It also has a DAP, which is a dynamic application principle. So there's elements in Scripture. You have to understand the depth of Scripture is way bigger and way deeper than they try to make it. It's not just some history book or not some this or not some this. The Word of God is alive. It's written by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit breathed into mankind. Mankind is still existing because the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, Psalm, the Psalm, I can't remember if it's Psalm 132 or 3 talks about the breath by the Holy Spirit. But anyway, the point is simply this. He 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 gets up there and and Peter goes up on a flat roof to pray and it's about noon, so it's lunchtime, okay? And so he was hungry. There's nothing wrong with being hungry. Hungry is fine. He's hungry. He's on the roof. He's praying. Oh, that's great. But as he is getting up there to pray, this is taking place as the messengers are getting closer. Now I want you to understand something. As the messengers get closer and closer and closer to Peter, there is an extraordinary moment of timing that as they it's not like they were taking a jet plane. They weren't taking the Honda, even if they were in one accord. They were they were they were going over to Peter's place, and as they're getting closer, Peter's going up on the roof and he's getting hungry, and this vision is going to take place, and the vision and the experience with God are coordinated with the timing of the messengers. And I I fear we miss the divine appointments that God has coordinated for us on a multitude of levels. Let me give a quick shout-out to Joanne and Cordelia. Joanne was going through some tough stuff. The Lord brought her to the show. The show's been an encouragement for her. That was a timing issue. And what we need to get a handle on is the messengers are arriving at the same time that Peter's having visions. It's not a coincidence. It's a divine appointment. It's a timing element. And this happens so often. It's a miracle every time, and we miss it. Let me explain to you. And I know people make fun of this all the time, but it's true. So true. Jesus is talking with uh, Peter. They're going into the temple. Somebody says, aren't you going to pay the temple tax? Right? Go catch a fish. Right? Throws the, throws the, you know, whether he throws a net or a pole or whatever the case may be, finds a specific fish that has the drachma coin. How specific is that timing that that fish before that guy got there or before Peter got there had swallowed that coin and was in that area at that time so that he could get that fish so that the fish can be given so it could fulfill the word of Christ? See, I think we don't see that. And how many thousands of times God does that on a daily basis and how many hundreds of thousands of times on a worldwide basis and how many individual times in our lives where it's been a very specific time to the moment that God has coordinated events in our lives. And then we have the audacity to say he doesn't care about us. Wow. Wow. Coordinates things down to the second, but he doesn't care. That's 
I, I, I don't want to get into the message yet because that'll be next week and we'll get into that. But I do want you to understand. And, and even though I find it fascinating because I think to some degree Peter argued with God three times, which, again, Peter arguing three times, Peter denying three times, Jesus restoring him three times, something of Peter in threes. It's just amazing. But the idea in this is that the timing was absolutely spot on so that as the vision was being lifted and he was thinking about it, the Holy Spirit tells him, eh, three guys are there. And then all of a sudden, hello? And it's just like, just think of how coordinated that has to be coming from another city, going into a city and coming at the exact. Now, I just want you to consider how many times God has done that for you. And this is what I want you to think about. All those timings that God does in your life are because he loves you. He's trying to teach you. He's trying to guide you. He's trying to comfort you. He's trying to assure you. He's trying to strengthen you. He's trying to stand by you. And you might think in your brain, it just was just amazing how this happened and what a coincidence this was or what a coincidence this was. I, I have met Jesus I personally have a relationship with Jesus. I do people think, well, do you think coincidences can happen? It's like I, I don't think anything happens in the kingdom of God with the kids of the kingdom that is on the level of what we consider coincidence. Okay? How I see God is absolutely in perfect control. How I see us is sinfully trying to interpret his love. Ouch. <laughs> Just leave it there. There's nowhere else to go with that. I don't have to go anywhere else with that. All right, folks, uh, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.